Welcome to People Who Perform, the Real Estate Careers Podcast. Each episode will bring you conversations from business leaders and up-and-coming stars in the commercial real estate industry in Canada. Our guests will share their unique career journeys, passions, and advice on what it takes to be successful in this industry. This podcast is brought to you by Highview Partners, connecting people who perform in Canadian real estate. I am your host, James Ashley, and today I will be connecting you with Dave Casimiro. Dave is Senior Vice President of Canadian Operations at Northwest Healthcare Properties REIT. He has been working in the industry for nearly 20 years, 14 of which have been dedicated to healthcare real estate. Dave started his real estate career as a research analyst in brokerage at Cushman and Wakefield. He then transitioned in 2006 to the owner side, and he has been working with Northwest Healthcare since. He holds an honors degree from Western and graduated with an MBA from York University in 2013. He is an active member of a number of real estate associations, including NAOP, ULI, and BOMA. Dave also volunteers as a director on the Michael Garron Hospital Foundation Board. An industry leader, lifelong learner, family guy, and a fellow cycling enthusiast, it is my pleasure to introduce Dave Casimiro. Mr. Casimiro, a very warm welcome to the People Who Perform podcast. Great to have you here today. Thank you very much, James. I'm very happy to be here. Appreciate uh, the the invite and uh, looking forward to spending the time with you. Let's start by setting the scene today. And for our listeners, we will begin with the journey. We're going to take a closer look at your career path, uh, how you've navigated your way through the industry and the lessons that you've taken along the way. And then we're going to move into hearing more about your passion, the things that matter to you, and then the advice that you have for the people that are listening. So starting on the journey, how did you get started in the industry, Dave? I don't think my path was dissimilar to to many. I uh, had a vested interest in real estate early on. So I would say university, some of my formative years there, um, coming out of you know the geography program at Western Ontario, urban planning, urban development. That knowledge has evolved over time, but going back almost 20 years ago, Uh, there was a a bit of a different understanding to what uh, commercial real estate was, for sure. Let's break this into a few areas. Perhaps we'll start with education and then we'll delve into mentoring and we can talk about some of the associations that you're involved with. So let's start with education, first of all. Ended up doing my Master of Business Administration, my MBA, enrolling at the Kellogg Schulich, the uh, York and uh, Northwestern University Joint Executive MBA program. Uh, Had a fantastic experience. Not only instructors, the professors in the course content itself, but you know the interactions that I had and continue to have with a lot of my uh, classmates. It's an international program, so I had the benefit of taking some electives in different parts of the world. And I guess uh, what I felt to be one of the real benefits of the of this type of program is you know having exposure to individuals who were entrepreneurs, small business, and looking to better their business uh, platform. To individuals who were leaders at large uh, global organizations, and just that breadth of experience and exposure to those individuals was absolutely incredible experience, and uh, I recommend it for for anyone. One of the questions that I've got there is the challenge between balancing higher education, doing an MBA, and also doing your job, doing your work at the same time. How did you manage both? Let me throw another curveball in there. My wife and I 
uh, our two children were uh, born during that time. So, uh, you know, nothing like efficiency. Uh, Northwest, the organization who supported me through this journey, they supported me in many ways. I was a leasing manager at the time, and I was able to work with them on a reduced portfolio. So I had fewer buildings, fewer tenants to manage while I was going in uh, through the program. And the program was offered on a biweekly basis, uh, so every other weekend. So I was uh, fortunate to also uh, be able to take that every other Friday to go to class without having to utilize a vacation day or a sick day. And the travel for electives and the time required to be away uh, was also supported by the company, which is fantastic. And I'm, I'm super appreciative. On the more important side is uh, the home support, right? So uh, my my wife, and as I mentioned, uh, having two young children at the time, we were, were blessed to have, uh, you know, the support of uh, family and friends. But I was uh, always encouraged and supported throughout the journey, knowing that the work responsibility, the school education responsibility, and then the fact that we had uh, a growing family here on the home front. And you just really learn to prioritize, communicate very effectively in all aspects because the allocation of time and the demand on time, you, you really need to be able to streamline and communicate clearly and ensure that uh, you know your outbound communication is clear and that those receiving it understand, as well as being able to uh, take inbound. And if it's not clear to what you're receiving, to be able to come back and say, hey, I, can you please clarify on that point? <laughs> I look back and reflect on that period of time in my life and say, hey, if we were able to get through that, we can essentially get through everything. I think that some of the lesson learned and the characteristics and the traits that came out of pursuing an education, having a family and continuing to work are really, really impacting uh, our ability to get through this current period. Great message. And continuing on the theme of communication and talk more about mentorship. Can you talk to me about somebody who's mentored you during your career? Absolutely. Great question. You know, mentorship is key. I was fortunate in that I had, I'll characterize it into, you know, three mentors thus far to uh, guide me and assist me, be a soundboard for me uh, as I was a you know young, eager real estate professional trying to establish myself and get to the to the next level. Interestingly enough, it helped me with where I was starting off coming out of university, the transition from brokerage to the landlord side and then establishment during on the landlord side. So you know I've been uh, I've been fortunate and blessed that way. I feel that as a result of uh, benefiting from individuals who took the time, answered my questions and invested in me, I also feel that I have some of that to offer back. And um, you know, you talk about uh, mentoring, uh, being a, a mentor and uh, involved in different associations or, or volunteering time. And so specifically over the last uh, two years, I've been a mentor for the ULI program. I've met uh, two wonderful, bright, young and exciting individuals as part of that process. We're still in touch today, which is, uh, I think, a true testament of the value of the program and, and sort of the what you put in is what, you're gonna, what you get out. And I, uh, I try to establish those parameters uh, right from meeting number one. What do you want out of this? This is what I want to put in. And if we can find that alignment, we're really going to have a, a good time and, and get some, some benefit both ways because it gives me the opportunity to learn from you know those entering into the industry and what challenges that they may be facing that are either consistent with 20 years ago or different. Now, you're a member of a number of associations. Can you talk to our audience about the benefits of being involved and how that has served you and played out in your career through your associations? 
So specifically from the real estate, the professional real estate associations, a member of NIOP, uh, BOMA, and ULI. I've been a member of NIOP the longest. And I think that as my career has evolved, it's also provided me with the benefit and the exposure of the value of the other associations that I've just referenced. As an example, there are more than just those three that uh, do fabulous work. And so my, my evolution of my career is, uh, reflects on how I became involved with these associations. The wonderful part of uh, these associations individually and uh, collectively is that they do come together as a group in certain instances to work on policy procedure, lobbying. You really see the impact that these leading institutions, the individuals behind and working with these institutions have on our business and our industry. Some of the educational programs that these organizations provide are really uh, well thought out. They do an excellent job of trying to pair up the subject matter of the day as well as the subject matter of the industry, because that can fluctuate with the individuals to where they are in their career and where they want to get to. And so I think that, again, referencing those three uh, have done and continue to do a fabulous job. And um, I highly recommend if anyone is interested in trying to learn more about our profession, that uh, those would be good starting points and happy to engage further if anyone has any questions about them. Dave, let's move our conversation now into the motivators, what what drives you, what gets you up out of bed every day, and what you've learned through your passion and how that pushes you forward. I'll break it down, but I really want to come back to uh, the importance of people, not only the importance of people on me, but how I can um, you know impact uh, people. So our business is a very personal business. We're in we're constantly engaging and interacting not only the individuals and the peers and colleagues that we work with on a day-to-day, but our tenant base, you know, we specialize in, in healthcare real estate. So uh, many of our tenants are physicians and healthcare practitioners that are really uh, doing wonderful work. The ability to have interactions and communications of all scales, good, bad, medium, everything in between is critically important. I'm really passionate about that because I feel that Northwest is a a real estate investment trust, but because we focus on the healthcare side, we have a sliver, a part of our real estate is assisting in the delivery of healthcare for ourselves and for others in the community. And so I think that if we put a focus on putting our best foot forward and doing the best that we can, really delivering quality space for our tenants, that enables them to deliver quality healthcare for their patients. And so I'm really passionate about that as it ties in a little bit to my volunteer work and just the general giving back on a professional basis, but on a personal basis, the people. And so we look at people in our organization who feel and have that same type of burning passion about wanting to give back, wanting to play a part and be in their role and having unique interactions with these healthcare providers being the example. And, um, you know, the beauty of, of Canada and Toronto is the diversity that we, that we have not only from cultural, ethnic, but in terms of practice, area of expertise and feel and how and who they're treating is uh, is truly motivating and keeps me getting up and going and I've been doing it for over 14 years. So it's fabulous. How would you define success, both inside of the team that you're a part of and also your career? I think I need to reference, uh, you know, KPIs from an organizational standpoint. I think that that is one important element of how people define success, but it's not the only element of uh, the definition of success. You know, we all have goals and objectives and we're working for our respective 
or organizations, and we want to be able to deliver on those objectives so that there's a, a common focus and overall success of individually as well as the organization. But as I said, success can take on mem- many different uh, forms. Success is you know, your growth and your desire to grow. Coming back to the passion piece, what is the relationship that you have with the members of your team? You know, how are they taking steps for growth, taking on leadership and responsibility, accountability? And then personally, that personal reflection is, you know, what did I do today that I can do differently tomorrow? Continual learning, continual growth, and, um, and, and defining your own, creating your own definition of success based on the core values that you have and that you want to impart to larger audience or on the individuals that you interact with. So uh, no one clear definition. I think it can form many parts, but uh, it becomes the onus on each individual to find out what that is, what you're passionate about, and how you may turn that passion into being successful and how you define that. As you look ahead now into the next five years in your career, can you talk to us about some of the visions and the goals that you've set for yourself? I've recently transitioned into into a new role and uh, I'm super excited about it. And so, you know, the timing of it is uh, is a tremendous learning experience with the COVID-19 situation upon us. Uh, I'd like to think that, um, you know, Northwest uh, started in Canada. My focus is in Canada and will continue to be in Canada for over the next five years. And I'd like to be able to see myself grow within the the organization and and really have that continuation and the evolution of the Canadian business, what that looks like. Today, we do development. When I started, we did not. Today, we're a publicly traded real estate investment trust. When I started, we were not. We were Canada only. We're now a global entity. So what is the next step and what is the next phase? Not only for the organization, but my role as it pertains to that. And I think that I have, uh, you know, the team and the, and the resources to explore that and, and move that along nicely so that on the basis that we're chatting again in five years, we can look back, we'll, uh, we'll be able to uh, see if we check off some of those boxes. So it's an exciting time, I think, for the industry and for our organization and for myself personally, and, and I'm looking forward to it and I'm having a lot of fun. So we're now going to take some time to delve into getting to know you better, uh, get to know you on more of a personal level. Um, We want the audience just to get a better sense of your personality, who you are both inside and outside of of Northwest. Knowing what you know now, and this can apply to your professional life, your personal life, what piece of advice would you give to the younger Dave Casemiro? This is a G-rated podcast, right? I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or not, but uh, I'll keep it that way. Uh, From the uh, professional Dave Casemiro, I think I would look back and I would tell him to ask more questions, align yourself with like-minded individuals and understand who the leaders are and how they got there and sort of try to take some of those traits and fundamentals I'm not saying that I didn't do that, but I think I would try to do that earlier in, in my career. You know, I started off in brokerage during time where one can argue that it's still the case today, but it was a very male dominant industry, diversity, the evolution of the industry has come so far, thinking about education and, and sort of the people are involved. So I would go back to, to the younger Dave Casemiro and get him to sort of bond out a little bit more, ask more questions, talk to more people not just focus on the broker side, talk to people in development, talk to people in lending, talk to people in capital markets, as real estate is not just one stream as we know. You know, the younger Dave, Dave Casemiro, uh, I, uh, 
I had a great upbringing, had a lot of fun, found my way, uh, been blessed. And so personal side has been working out pretty well. So I don't know how much different advice I would give. Um, you know, it's about the future Dave Casimiro that I'm worried about. <laughs> it sounds to me like a, like a message of gratitude on the personal side. And yeah, there's always more opportunities that we could take on to listen, to learn, to align ourselves um, with business leaders. I think it's great now that we live in a time where we have these forums mm-hmm. so we can empower, encourage uh, the leaders of tomorrow and begin to make those tracks sooner. Yeah. And I, you know, we talked about the schooling piece. I went back to school as an adult, which was a pretty daunting task. And, you know, in hindsight, could I have done something different in my undergrad or or post? So you reflect on on things like that. Uh, not to say I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back to school the way that I did, but maybe I would take a different approach or do it later or sooner. The education and the schooling piece is important. And then Branching out and diversifying the knowledge base. Uh, real estate is one aspect, but you know that we're in a big world and it's very we're globally tied. So learning a little bit more about what's outside of our bubble. Are you looking for a trusted recruitment partner to connect you with the people who perform in real estate? At Highview, we partner with some of Canada's leading real estate companies, from national landlords, REITs, and service providers to local developers, third parties, and private family businesses. Contact Highview Partners today to discover how we can connect you to people who perform. When the curve is flattened, life resumes and the doors reopen, what are some of the first things that you are going to take on and do? Yeah, I'm going to get to my office as fast as I can and enjoy the uh, the change in scenery. That's, that's for sure. So, soak it in, have that coffee and uh, uh, sit back and uh, interact with, uh, with people. You know, but in all seriousness, I think that I will be going to our buildings and personally thanking our staff who are working to maintain and keep those buildings open and safe, as well as looking to personally thank all of the members of of my team who are working uh, really hard, I guess, adapting and uh, business continuity during this this time. Uh, We're busy. It's a different busy, but we are busy everyone's being impacted by this. And so, you know, really getting out to our people. And I know that I'll have the chance to speak to some of the frontline workers and the leadership of the healthcare institutions, the hospitals and those varying clinics, our tenants, and just have a chance to say thank you for all that they're doing during this time. So a bit of that in-person touch, I think is uh, a lot of people are uh, wanting and think that that's going to be one of the first things that I do once uh, we're able to get out and roam around a little bit more freely. Getting involved in volunteer work, getting involved in charity, events, fundraising. I know it's near and dear to your heart, to the organization, to your family as well. What's been the charities that really speak to you and that you've been involved with over the years and why? The organization, it goes without saying, our, our founder and uh, chairman CEO, Paul Dallalana. We have the Dallalana School of Public Health uh, here in Toronto, which is doing tremendous work always, and especially in, again, coming back to the COVID moment that we're, we're going through. Being a healthcare real estate landlord, we have a number of fantastic organizations that uh, we support, being hospitals or not-for-profit, community-based. And on the personal side, I... I volunteer as a director on the Michael Guerin uh, Hospital Foundation Board. You know, that touches upon 
a couple of uh, important pillars of my life. One, there's the connection to uh, the work piece, being a healthcare landlord. My family and I, we live in the catchment area. We have used the services of the hospital for all of us for a variety of reasons. Uh, nothing serious, thankfully. And also our, our passion about giving back and focusing on what that means and bringing up our children in an environment where they understand what that means. It's fundamentally important to set those um, principles and fundamentals early on. And we don't do it any other reason other than because we want to and we feel that we can and we should. True and dear, near to my heart, as, as you know, James, because uh, we've had the benefit of participating in it together is the Embridge Ride to Conquer Cancer, uh, benefiting the Princess Margaret Hospital and close family friend who unfortunately is no longer with us, treated at uh, the Princess Margaret Hospital and, and passed away uh, just before the inaugural ride. And so, albeit not on a consecutive basis, but I was there for day ride one with uh, family and friends and my wife and I took some time off on the uh, the child uh, bearing and raising years, the early years, and then we've been back. And so the next ride, if it is later this year or, or in 2021, will be our 10th. And uh, very proud of not only participating, um, but very thankful for everyone who's donated directly to, to myself, but to the event in itself. It's such a huge success. It's why I cycle today and why I continue to be passionate about aligning those interests and giving back to places like the hospital and, and different foundations and um, passionate about it. And it's meaningful. I remember you telling me, you said, you've just got to experience it. Come along and try this out. I can't explain it. I can't describe it. But when you're in it, you're going to feel it. I remember standing on that start line and listening to the stories um, before we set off on our on our ride from Toronto to well, firstly Hamilton, then on to Niagara, and the conversations that I have with people on the road is giving me goosebumps right now. Yeah, it's likewise. an incredible experience of just human connection, um, generosity, community. I'm very very thankful that you introduced me to that experience. Dave, it was great getting to know you better. Thank you for sharing some of those matters that are close to your heart. And now I'd like to turn this to the listeners and the advice that you would like to leave today. What would be your advice for somebody that's starting out? Great question, James. And so started off in the broker side, focusing on office leasing and transition over the owner side. I would say that um, on the brokerage and, and the leasing side, a lot of the relationships that you establish, contacts and the connections that uh, you make carry over with you as your career goes on. So I think that it's important to understand that and learn that if you're speaking with someone today, you may end up speaking with them 5, 10, 15 years down the road in your career. At least I've experienced that many of the contacts that I have today are the people that I worked with or worked for in my formative years while in brokerage, coming out into the office leasing platform. Today, the organizations still exist. I was with Cushman Wakefield. A lot of the people who I started off with are still there. So it's a true testament of not only that organization, but the brokerage, have you be what type of leasing specialist you are or what aspect of the of the brokerage community you you belong to. So they're there, they're great organizations, great people uh, at them, and they play an important role in the industry. So understanding what that role is 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 important, be it on the landlord representation side or on the tenant representation side. You know, switching gears over to the ownership side, like I said, many of those contacts and those relationships came with me and are still very important today. My interest and my desire to go to the landlord side was to 
as I mentioned earlier, to try to expand my knowledge base on construction side, a little bit exposure on the acquisition side, the capital market side. And that being on the landlord side really lent itself to, uh, to answer those questions for me, albeit my focus has traditionally uh, been on the leasing side with Northwest, especially when I, when I started off and being able to utilize the tools, the skills, the relationship building, the relationship maintaining from the brokerage side and how important it is to, to have that and carry that through on the landlord side. You know, if I, if I were to come back and think from an advice standpoint is uh, if someone makes an offer to you saying, hey, it would be great to grab a coffee. My advice would be to take them up on it. If they genuinely mean it, then they're going to go through with it. And so you'll really get a true understanding of people's character by exploring that path. I, uh, I've done it myself and I recommend to, to many others to do it. If I'm offering something to you, I think then it becomes your responsibility to take me up on it. And then it's up to me and my character to follow through. Did I really mean what I said? So I would encourage anyone trying to get into the industry to really think about that and how it could apply to, to them. We've talked about the different associations and organizations that exist in the real estate space. I think that that's important to round out someone's knowledge and career of the industry. Can't stress enough the importance of the mentorship and the individuals who have uh, influenced uh, me. I spoke about three individuals who have influenced me positively. There is a list. I'm not going to dive into it, but there are individuals who may influence you negatively. And if it's something that you're truly passionate about, you know, you don't want to let that experience or those experiences deter you from pursuing and exploring something that you truly believe in and yourself and how you can apply yourself to the industry. So I would encourage um, anyone coming in to, if they get knocked down, to, to get back up and keep uh, pursuing the, the passion and the dreams because those opportunities are there and persistence does pay off. You know, that work hard mentality and trying to establish strong ties and strong relationships. I think that this industry is a true leader in the importance of what a relationship is and how you maintain that relationship over time and over your career. Because you're going to end up more likely than not doing a deal, having a conversation, sitting next to someone at an event that you have interacted with or they know someone you've interacted with. I think you've highlighted some great points there, Dave. And this is a relationship-driven, people-centric industry built upon human connection. And so where there are opportunities there to put your hand in the air, to ask a question, to learn. The great thing about this industry is that people are very willing to give advice, um, to share their experiences, their expertise, their knowledge, their know. And so it really is just that case of reaching out and asking people. And, and coffee is the language of love in the real estate industry, as I've learned over the last so many years of, of being here. Um, there is also uh, different avenues that you can explore, as you've mentioned. Um, it wasn't necessarily that there was more there for you, but these were just areas that you wanted to learn, understand, grow, and take on. Correct. So I think with this message, we encourage people to be inquisitive, to ask questions, to put your hand in the air, to build those connections, and explore what your options are. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to People Who Perform. The Real Estate Careers Podcast brought to you by Highview Partners, a talent search and recruitment firm focused exclusively on Canadian real estate. If your real estate team is looking to find the best next hire, or if you're ready to make the best next move in your career, then reach out to Highview Partners today. Follow us on LinkedIn. 
visit us at highviewpartners.ca.